This episode is brought to you by Habit Aware. What better way to start 2024 than by bringing awareness to your BFRB? My Keen 2 brings awareness to my trichotillomania by giving my wrist a gentle hug or vibration when I'm doing the scanning behavior. Bring awareness into your life by visiting barbaralley.com slash habitaware and use code LALLYLOVE for 10% off the replacement training bundle. So I have trichotillomania and then dermatillomania. I've had that probably for most of my life. My mom said that she started picking up on it around six or seven. I'm 23 now, if that helps gauge the time length. I feel like I don't remember a time not having it. And so I've pretty much just kind of considered came out of the womb having it (laughs) because that's how it feels. Because I think it really became a problem at around six or seven. Where did you pull from when you first started? My scalp was originally where it started. And then eventually, as I got older, it started progressing into my eyebrows, my eyelashes. Those are pretty much the main places that I pull. And then I love finding little spots on my arms and face to pick from, too. When you first started and you said your mom noticed me, too, right away, (laughs) what happened after that? What were your next steps as a family? I don't think my parents really understood the depth of it. They were just like, oh, Jordan pulls her hair, you know. There wasn't much intervention done. She just put my hair up every day with a red bow and said, don't touch it or you're going to be in trouble. And that was definitely not the right way to go about it. I didn't really realize what it was until I was a teenager because I had gotten bullied for it when I was younger. And then once I was older, like probably 15, 16, it just got progressively worse. And it was every single day, all day, all the time. My lashes started having huge gaps. My eyebrows got so thin some places. And I was like, this has to be called something. This like, I can't be the only person anywhere that has this issue. And I looked it up and then I told my mom, she's like, oh, you've had that like your whole life. And I was like, and nobody thought to intervene. And she was like, well, I put your hair up. And I was like, wow cured. Thank you so much. (laughs) So helpful. It is so tough to grow up with trichotillomania because you are physically altering your appearance. Do you have memories of kids saying certain things to you? For me personally, it was like, where are your eyebrows? That was all I heard all day long. How about you? I really started getting picked on in like seventh or eighth grade. There were these girls that loved to bully me and They would just bully me for whatever reason. And I remember one day being outside and I was so mad because they were being so mean to me. And then they were like, what are you going to do? Go like pull out all your eyelashes and started like mimicking the messing with your lashes. And I literally was like, (gasps) that was the first time someone outside of my family had like picked up on that. And so I was mortified and I was also so angry because I was like, you guys don't understand what it's like. And so that was like the first time that other people had really noticed it and then my aunt had noticed it when I was like 17 or 18 I want to say she was like let me look at your lashes and this was before I had eyelash extensions like I do now and she was like look up and I had a huge gap probably like a third of my lash line had no lashes on it and I looked up 
And I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like I literally just pulled these all out last night. I'm horrified right now because my aunt is very judgmental. And I was like, oh my God, she's gonna say such mean things to me. And she just goes, mm, interesting. And I was just like, oh no. First of all, I wish those girls the worst. That, you know, literally I'm that type. People don't understand when you have trichotillomania, like that is my worst nightmare for you to be oh, yeah. pointing things out and being so nasty. And also, why is it that that was the method that they used? The whole let's shame it out of them. Let's put them on the spot. It made no sense to me. If anything, I feel like it made it worse. Was that your experience too, where people were like, we're going to shame her and hope it goes away? It was like, do you want to have to get a wig? I pulled my hair up here and it was like slowly going back and it was, do you want a wig? Oh my gosh, the kids are going to say something. And then the kids would say something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't escape this feeling. I can't escape people staring at me. It's it's horrible. Yeah, that deep like guilt and shame because it's like other people, it's like you're already shaming yourself. You're already like, oh my God, there's a bald spot. And then you're having other people like friends and family going, oh my God, what's wrong with your hair? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? And you're already just like, on your way to see them hoping oh my god I hope they don't notice but of course they're gonna notice but then it's like why do you feel the need to comment you already know I know I know it's there why do you need to tell me it's there sorry haven't looked in the mirror my whole life I have no idea that there was a bald spot I'm so sorry (laughs) and because of that we feel the need to have so many layers on top of ourselves to cover things up what are some things that you used to do I would put my hair back, which obviously didn't really help. Uh, My mom would sometimes braid it. I felt like it was on me to kind of like if I wanted to do it, like my parents weren't really involved with any of that. So I felt like it was how do I want to do it? But I started trying to outsmart myself and I'd be like, well, where's I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this area is looking a little bit thin. Let's pull from a different one. Even though like I knew that spot was my favorite. I would be like, well, let's try and move it somewhere else or brush my hair a certain way with my lashes. I was like. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry about it. And then my eyebrows, they're a spot that I don't pull from as much because I I feel like in my experience, I don't feel it as much compared to like my scalp and my lashes. So to me, that's like not one that I pull from as much. But in times where I did and it was noticeably thinner, I think at this point I was like, I'm a racket because oh well. (laughs) Or I try and cover it with like a little bit of like an eyebrow liner or something. But I, I try and just be like, I am who I am. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So you mentioned that you wear lash extensions now. Do you find that that helps you with your pulling? It helps and can sometimes hurt because I am trying to train myself to go, well, they look so good. Why would I, why do I want to pull them out and mess that up? Or like, oh my God, I just got them done. I'm like wasting money at that. I'm like trying to outsmart myself in a way. So it kind of helped. That's what originally sparked me to get them because I was like well I wonder I was like what's it gonna do I'm gonna rip out my lashes anyways I might as well have some lash extensions on and see if it helps because it could either help or hurt and it's definitely helped in some ways because I'm less likely to want to pick at them especially when I first get them done so it helps mitigate the pulling at least for like a week but then sometimes once they start to like fall off naturally and stuff and then Sometimes I'm like, well, some already fell out. I might as well. But then (laughs) trigger warning, it feels better to pull them out because I've taken them off probably like two or three times from just pulling a lot and having a really hard time trying to stop. 
like I've gone through periods where I'll just like pull a ton out and then uh, my lash girl is like look I can't do much with your lashes you don't have a lot and she's like which is okay she's like but you're not gonna get the look that you want and we can either I can work some magic or we can take them off what do you think is best for you because I've told her about it and so she really works with me because she'll get that 9 p.m text of Hey, so I just pulled out half my lashes. I'm so sorry in advance. (laughs) And so she's always really kind and loving with it. But I feel like depending on the person, it could be something good. I feel like it works for me, at least for certain lengths of time, which is better than none because I could be pulling them all out every day. And talk to me about you finding your lash girl. Was it someone that you knew? Like, was it nerve wracking to tell her that you had trichotillomania? Yeah, so I didn't tell her at first. She was recommended to me by some family that has had lashes for like most of my life. And so I was like, I know if I'm looking for someone, they're definitely the people to go to because I'd always be like, oh my God, I love their lashes. I did tell her at first, but I don't know if she ever picked up on it before telling her, but I would obviously come in with some gaps and she'd be like, what was going on in here? Like there's no lashes all of a sudden. And I think that she picked up on it fairly quickly. And I was like, I need to tell her if we're going to be able to like work together better on this and see, you know, what'll be best. Cause if I'm all of a sudden just randomly coming in all the time with all these gaps, she's going to be like, you know, are like what's going on? But I feel like she's always so kind about it. And she's always like, what can we do? But she'll also be like, Hey, if you're going to pick at least avoid this area, because you know, when you get to see that little bit of regrowth, she's like, don't touch it. I swear to God. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So it's nice to kind of have that like little joking manner of being like, Hey, please don't pull, but I'm going to tell you nicely and like, not be like, you better not pull because then I can't do your lashes. Like it's always so just like upbeat and funny, which helps a lot. Cause I'll feel so much guilt and shame about it. And then I'll be like, Hey, I have a big gap. And she'll be like, no problem, I'll work some magic. And I'm like, yes. That's so nice. Did she have any knowledge of trichotillomania or were you the first one to explain it to her? She said that she's had a handful of clients. She's like, well, a lot of people want to like pull at their lashes. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, either most of your clients have trichotillomania or they find one that they're just like, oh, this one's bothering me because whatever reason it's grown out and it's getting stuck in my bottle until I'm going to pull it out. And I'm like, no, I'm going to pull them all out. (laughs) Like it's, it's a little bit different than going oh, This one is just getting stuck. I'm just going to pull it out. So I think it was trying to explain the depth to her. And then when she like kind of understood it, she was like, Oh, I've had a couple clients that have had an issue with that, but I didn't really like know all that much about it. So that was cool to kind of like educate her a little bit, or she'll be like, Hey, I learned blah, blah, blah. Like, have you tried blah, blah, blah. So it's always like really fun. When did you start feeling comfortable enough to share with people like her? I have told most people, this is actually like the first time that I'll be talking about it, like in a public form. I, I like repost some of your stuff to try and be like, Ooh. <laughs> but I don't think people really like click with it. But I told my partner because they were like, oh, what's like, there's a clump of hair on the floor. Like, are you, are you losing your hair? Are you Okay. And then I was like, so let me tell you, (laughs) because they obviously see me do it and they want to help in any way, shape or form that they can. And so it's really helpful to tell people that I feel like I feel safe enough with. I haven't told my dad or like any of his side of the family 
my grandma knows, but it's because she had also seen it growing up. And she told me one day that I was going to be bald. And my grandma is the sweetest little lady. So when she was like, you're going to be bald, I was like, who are you talking to like this? I was like, first of all, watch your mouth. And I was like, second of all, I know grandma. Okay. And I was like, this bald spot up here, I know it's showing. And so some people like her pick up on it. And some people I tell, I do try and keep it a little more to myself. I think just from getting bullied about it and like no one really being there to intervene. It's like, I've tried to work on it by myself for so long that I didn't feel like I could, that I really could tell anyone. So I feel like I'm starting to like tell people that I, that I feel comfortable with for sure. Thank you so much for sharing your story on here. I'm like honored to have you on here. I'm honored to be on here. I love everything that you post. I finally was like, someone that gets it. Because I thought it was like, this so rare. And I was like, nobody I know has it or at least talks about it. And I just like, I always felt so alone. And then I came across your TikTok and I was like, oh my God. And I would like send my partner your TikToks and be like, look, this is what I do. And they'd be like, oh, because I feel like you sometimes like explain it in a good way or it's like added comedy to it. And I'm like, oh, like it makes me feel so good. And I'll like send them to my partner and be like, look, this is when I get stuck in a pulling trench, this is what I feel. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I will be crying after this episode. So thank you so much. Uh, you're changing my life. Thank you. Thank you. When you are in a pulling trance, how do you feel during it? And also, are you able sometimes to snap yourself out of it? I feel like I just like almost shut off and go on like autopilot because I'll sit there and think I pulled for two minutes and it'll have been 45. And I'll be like, oh my God, I was supposed to eat dinner. My dinner's in the oven. I'm like, the timer went off. I don't even know where I am anymore. Sometimes, so this is so funny. I got the little like metal wire, like head scratchers. (laughs) So that was something I was like, anything I think of trying, I'm like, I mean, it could help. It could make it worse. I don't know how much worse it can get from here. So I'm like, if it doesn't work, I try something else. And so sometimes if I can tell I'm really starting to like go at my hair and kind of start to slip into that, sometimes I am able to catch myself early enough and be like, I'm going to scratch my head instead. Cause maybe I'm just looking for, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to like convince myself, you know, maybe, maybe your scalp just like itches a tiny bit and you just like need the little head scratcher. I try and outsmart myself all the time. That's a big one that I've done getting out of a like pulling trance when I'm doing my lashes. Oh my God, that is rough. And I like looked out and there's the little pile of lash extensions and I'm like, well, there's half my lashes. But the the little wire head scratcher, I feel like has been one that really helps. Or sometimes I'll like sit on my hands, which I know it's like, well, just don't do it. I like, for some reason, I'm just like, well, if I sit on them or I'll like try and get up and make something to drink and I'll like try and get a big cup. So I have to hold it with two hands or try and eat, just try and like interrupt the behavior as best as I can. But there's sometimes where I get like so worked up. I think in one of my worst trances, I started crying like halfway through because my lashes hurt. My eyes were swollen and so red, but I like, I couldn't stop. And I was like texting my lash girl, texting my partner being like, I literally can't stop. I'm freaking out. I literally barely have any lashes left at this point. Like I'm struggling so hard. And I felt like that was the first time I'd ever actually like reached out for help with it. So that was like 
a big win to me, but I have not mastered the discipline to really pull myself out. It's not often that I do, but when I do, I'm like, ooh, look at me, and I'll give myself like a little treat or something. Did you know HabitAware also offers virtual peer coaching? This one-to-one peer-based program will coach you through shifting mindset, practicing healthy strategies, and creating your personal roadmap to recovery. To work with me, Ellen, or Anila, head over to habitaware.com slash coaching today. And you deserve that because sometimes, even for me too, like I pull all the time and lashes to me are my favorite, chef's kiss. Love, love, (laughs) best feeling ever. And like I, sometimes I can try to catch myself and do different distractions. And yeah, sometimes that they work, but other times it doesn't matter what I do. Like we're going for it. What are some of your things that you feel like have helped the most with like pulling yourself out of a pulling trance? So for me, I have to get in the shower. Like I need to be soaking wet, especially if I'm pulling from my scalp. Lashes too, because with the irritation, you know, that that sensation that's just so just amazing, but also, you know, so if I get in the shower and I'm able to like scrub my scalp and kind of make everything feel the same, and like lower some of the like I, I don't know if it's like inflammation or just like irritation I guess yeah. like lower that and try to have it so when I do look in the mirror I don't see that like red irritated lash area which will trigger me I try to do that and even if I don't like say if I just washed my hair and I don't want to get in the shower I will actually turn on the cold water and put my head under so the water goes right across Ooh. my eyes and I just will like switch sides just because I need the I need it to feel even I can't keep feeling that same sensation or my hand will just go right to it yeah that's so smart I'm gonna try that next because there's sometimes having clean hair and lashes I notice will help me mitigate and sometimes I don't quote-unquote wash my hair as like often as I should sometimes and so when it's you know starting to get that two or three day after wash day and I'm like yeah I can go at it because my hair's up and I don't care and with lashes you want to obviously keep good retention by keeping them clean so like you can't have any oily products and then touch your eyes and stuff like that and so keeping them clean like it's like oh wash them two or three times a week or once every day and I wash them every time I wash my face because I know if they're clean I'm not gonna go five minutes after washing them and touch them because I'm like oh my God, I just did my skincare and my lashes are clean. And I tell myself they're all going to fall out. I go, oh my God, they're all, all of them are just going to fall out. And so having clean hair and clean lashes, I noticed for sure. So now I'm going to start trying where in the moment I'm going to go get in the shower and be like, you know what? I got this. Something in our brain will say, oh, your hair's a little dirty. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Put those hands in there. You've just touched everything in your house. Touch your hair. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's already dirty. Who cares? And I'm like, you little demon, shut up. (laughs) I'll even have moments where I'm ready to get in the shower. And I'm like, "Eh, let me wait a few more minutes. Like, I'll just pull a little longer. Like, it's there is something about like, you better get in there. Get in. Because sit there and still pull. Yeah. Have you noticed music helping at all or anything? Like, whether you're getting in the shower or just like in general, like any type of music or anything? That's a great question. I I think when I do play music, I'm typically doing something with the hands already. And so maybe that like jolting me with music 
if I'm not, you know, listening to it in a trance and then I start it, that could be something that could definitely benefit. I'm going to try that. I like that. I was just thinking about that because when I do do my little hair washing shower and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in here forever. Basically, I like to put music on sometimes. And I was just thinking, I was like, I get so in the zone of like washing my hair, doing all my hair masks and everything and, you know, doing the whole nine yards of my routine. And I'm like, I always feel so good when I get out of that. And I was like, I wonder if having music on either during a trance or to help kind of push you into the shower, like telling your brain, once that music goes on, I'm getting in the shower. And so I was like, I wonder if that could help in any way, shape or form. That was just my random thought. Well, it's a great random thought. I'm keeping that in this episode. (laughs) That is good. I'm going to try it. So when you started to develop dermatillomania. Can you tell me how that happened and kind of like what your mindset was? Because you had already had trick for a little bit when you developed it, right? I think I started developing it as a teenager. It's also gotten worse with age, like my arms right now. I have been under a lot of stress for the last couple months and my arms are like torn, not torn up. It could be worse, but they are some of the worst that they have been. And so- I think probably around teenage years when I was going through a lot of trauma, I think also triggered it because I think at that point it was like playing your scalp's not enough, you know, (laughs) and my brain was like, you know what else you could do? All of it. I remember in my teenage years as well, I definitely like dabbled heavily in dermatillomania and I remember kind of realizing oh my gosh like this is it's the same thing like I didn't have the words to say like oh these are the same like you know I was still like learning but I remember I could sit in the mirror and stare at myself that magnified mirror for hours on end until I got this thing and this thing over here (laughs) yeah I would sit there and I'm like oh well I sit in my room and do the same thing it this is something I'm, I'm lost for hours just doing this behavior oh yeah yeah because you're like I have to get it out and then you end up with this quarter size thing on your face and you're just like oh well there goes half my chin you know what I just pieced together that I've probably in a weird way had dermatillomania for a really long time because I would pull the like the skin right here like on the little bit sides like the little right in the inside part of my nose and I would pick it and pick it and pick and now that like I don't do it anymore I haven't done it in a really long time but I remember also being like seven eight maybe nine And I would somehow create a little part where I could pull it and I would like, it would hurt so bad. My eyes would be watering and I would just have this little, little skin from like the little tiny inside part of my nose. And then I look back and I'm like, how did I even get skin to pull off there? Like, because obviously there's skin there, but I'm like, how did I create something to even pull? So that's, I never thought about that. That was a cool, a little, cool little piece together moment. Now that I know there are so many other BFRBs, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have exhibited like BFRBs like my whole life because even as a little kid, you know, trick is my main one. That's a big one. That's my, that's my bread and butter. But I used to go like this and this this little part of your lip comes off and I would have to like pull it and it would hurt and like, it it was a whole thing. I'm like, there I am, BFRB. When you first shared with your partner did you want your partner to be kind of an accountability partner for you or just someone to you know give you that unconditional love and support at first before I really started understanding it this was like pre following you um I was like I want you to be mean to me I want you to shame me for it like shame me out of this 
and my partner would be like uh okay and so they would be like don't pull your hair honey or be like honey like why don't you grab me a water <laughs> you know just like something to kind of pull me out of that and like they definitely were like I'm not gonna be mean to you and then I think that made it worse and I was talking to my therapist about it and I don't know how trained she is and stuff like this but she was like well what if you just tell yourself it's okay and I was like I mean at first I was like well what do you mean she's like so what if you pull your lashes they grow back so what if you pull your eyebrows because she was like, I think the shame is making it worse. Because it was. It really was. Because I would shame myself. And then hearing my partner, obviously, they weren't trying to shame me. And I told them to shame me. Just hearing them be like, honey, don't pull your hair. And so we kind of realized that like that wasn't working. And then I was just like, okay, <laughs> don't comment on that. Like, don't comment on me pulling. It just makes it worse. So then they were like, okay. And they they haven't really commented on it since. They were looking, they obviously like whenever they say something, it's never to shame me because they have sensory issues with hair. And obviously there's little hair piles all over everywhere. So they'll find my hair all over the couch, all over the floor. And and it'll end up all over their clothes if we're like sitting next to each other. And they were like, oh, what if you, what if we put a little like bag or trash can in a spot that you pull at like frequently? So like if you're sitting on the couch, you can just, throw it in the trash and I was like oh my god I'm pulling so much hair and there's hair everywhere and you're not gonna love me my partner's like obviously I'm gonna love you I just have sensory issues and I want us to meet both of our needs and I'm like (laughs) and I'm like no way were they shaming me but I obviously like internalize it because that little kid in me comes out and goes oh my god I'm being shamed and I'm mortified but the loving aspect has really helped because then I don't feel as like embarrassed and shameful and then it doesn't cause the trance to get worse in that moment I'm like yeah I do love what your therapist said I was very scared because sometimes the advice that people like, give just stop oh <laughs> I'm like please be something nice but I that's I do feel the same way I'm just like well what if okay and then what happens you don't pull as much because you're not yeah. in that shame cycle yeah, because then you're not going, oh my God, I started pulling and I should shut in, but it feels so good. And it's like, I work myself up so hard sometimes, but then I'm like, well, what if I pull? What if I pull out a hundred hairs right now? What if I pull out 10? What if I pull out none? Who knows? <laughs> and then I feel less likely to pull out a hundred because I'm like, who cares? Because you would think like at first I was like, that's going to make me pull so much more. But then when I would do it, I wouldn't get so like, oh my God, and worked up. I would just be like, no big deal. What is something that you do wish people who don't have BFRBs knew about BFRBs? That telling us to not do it doesn't help any. It's like, oh, why don't you just stop? Like, I try and think about it. I like would shame myself so hard and be like, people quit heroin. Why can't I quit pulling my hair? And it's like, it took me a long time to realize that it was just like, it's, it's different. And I would be like, how can people quit drugs, but why can't I stop pulling my hair out or stop pulling my lashes? And so I wish people like understood that it's, it's not, you just need more discipline because that doesn't help. (laughs) Comments like that don't help. Or the shaming of like, I'm just going to shame it out of them. It's like, thanks bestie. You're no help. Thanks. 
Is there anything that you would like to say to the listeners? Just know that like you're not alone and that it is okay. You know, it took me a long time to get out of the shaming place. You know, it took me from being a little kid to literally in 2023 learn to stop shaming myself. And so I feel like anyone that is in that shaming phase, you know, really learn to love yourself with it and that it is okay and that we're all in this together forever. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Truck Talks. Did you know that I offer a Trichotillomania online course? My course is called Sharing Our Stories. As a gift to you, please use promo code TRICKTALKS25 to receive 25% off the five-session package. You can access this promotion at barbaralley.com.